was glad when they said unto me, Let the people of God give holy praise unto his house. I was glad when he said, Come on in, Beverly. Come on into your house this morning. Saints of God, come on in. God, let your anointing fall in this place. God, let your anointing fall in this space so that we may be able to lift you up on high. We're going to ask everyone to stand and those of you that are watching online. We want to welcome you to Tabernacle of Praise. We will be singing here. We may do a little shouting in here. Clap our hands. We encourage you to join in with us. So we set our work aside. Set our work aside. And we leave our cares we behind. Leave our cares behind. On this day. On this day. Of Sabbath rest. Oh, holy God, on this your day. Oh God, we have come to give you praise on this day of Sabbath rest. so gracious and God has been so good to us as we open this morning service why don't you bow your head with me dear God we approach your throne in humbleness God we come before you as empty vessels being poured out Lord so that you can fill us and send us into this world and to let some poor soul know that you came and you died, that we might have a right to the tree of life. God, we thank you for this service this morning. We ask that you would bless those that are participating, bless those that are waiting to receive a blessing from on high. So God, we invite you into this service right now in the the name of Jesus. We pray and we thank you, God, in advance for what you're going to do in this space today. In Jesus' holy name, let everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated.
good it is to dwell in the presence of the Lord, wherewith I may glad to glorify the Lord. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me,
he hears, he answers, and he also delivers because he's a God who's able. And so if you have special need for prayer, if you want to come down to the front just to receive special prayer, feel free to come at this moment as we enter into this phase of prayer. Father God, it is such an awesome privilege to come before your presence, Lord, to speak in behalf of your children. Lord, we know that you already know and understand what's on our minds and what's in our hearts. But given the opportunity to come before your presence, to speak according to your call and to your lead, Lord, we praise you. We thank you, Lord. We adhere to your call. And so, Lord, as we have come out on this blessed Sabbath day, Lord, looking to hear from on high, to be drawn ever so near to thee, Lord, to be pulled into your bosom, we come right now just saying thank you. Thank you, Lord, for watching over. Thank you, Lord, for providing. Thank you, Lord, for protecting. Oh, Father God, thanking you for loving us. And so, Lord, as we have come to the front of this altar, your children and I, Lord, there are special needs. I may not know the very essence of what's going on, but Father God, I know that you do. And even before I can speak it, you already have answered it. And so, Lord, we come right now asking that you would touch your children that stands here in the front, Lord. That, Lord, somehow, some kind of way, Lord, whatever it is that's going on in their, in their lives, Lord, if it's, if it's financial, Lord, Lord, I understand that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. And I believe, Father God, that there is nothing too impossible for you to do or to, to reclaim for your own. And so, Lord, I beg, Father, if it's financials, Lord, please open up heaven's windows and pour out blessings. Lord, I know that you have a healing hand. You are that bomb in Gilead. And so, Lord, some might have come this morning hurting, in pain, unable to walk, Lord, unable to stand. Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I know that you do. And since you hold all power, Lord, we beg right now that you just reach down and touch. Lord, I understand we can just touch your garment, but right now, Lord, your garment's not present. But we can certainly call on your name. And so, Lord, we ask that you would touch and heal, Lord. Abide with your children. Oh, Lord, some might come because of a relationship. Lord, they found themselves being dismissed or being pulled away or being kicked out, Lord. But whatever the case may be, Father God, we ask, Lord, that you, being the counselor that you are, will step in and abide, Lord. Speak to your children and pull them back together. And then, Father, we've all come this morning. We've all come this morning because we are in spirit.
spiritual need of a spiritual blessing. Father, we need a closer walk with thee. We need to understand that, Lord, you're still here, that you're still able, that you're sitting high, but you're reaching down low. And so, Father God, we come this morning asking for your hands of mercy to be stayed upon your children. Lord, there are some who are going through a period of bereavement. And we know, Father God, there's no greater comforter than our Father. That's right. And so, Lord, as you stretch out your arms and you begin to counsel and you begin to move and you begin to pull, oh, Father God, we lift up Nicole in a very special way. Lord, the moments that have gone by have, have trickled down in her life and she's been in so much pain, so much hurt. But Father God, you are God and you know how to ease it. And so, Lord, we ask that right now you would comfort her, comfort the whole family, Lord. And we will fail not to give you all the blessings, all the praise, all the glory, for you are an awesome God. And we thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. And we give our all unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church family. If God has been good, let me hear you say amen. Amen. Praise his name. Just a few quick announcements. Uh, Please remember our top fall evangelism, Word of Knowledge Bible College. Isn't that a nice? Word of Knowledge Bible College starts October 29th through November 12th, each night at 7 p.m. So please be prepared, prepare your hearts, and invite someone to come out. The pastor will be preaching, and we are going to be blessed and highly favored through that. Also, I think it was mentioned that our church, Tabernacle of Praise, has a a YouTube channel, a Roku channel. So if you want to be on TV, <laughs> we're looking for some people who have a, would be willing to give their testimonies. It's going to be entitled Testimonies of the Church. You know, Sister White wrote Testimonies for the Church. This will be Testimonies of the Church. So if you have a compelling testimony and you would like to share it with the members as well as those who will be online, Please let Sister Karen Lewis or Sister Lakita Carroll know, and God will be, a, be blessing you as you share how he has blessed you in your life. Also want to remember our discipleship classes each week at 2.30 p.m. Please look in your uh, notice from Sister Karen about how to uh, log into that Zoom. And please remember, 12 Steps to Success. Does anybody here want success? We all want to succeed in life. In everything that we do, we want to succeed and not fail. So 12 Steps Program for Success, again, September 25th at 5 p.m. Again, look on your uh, notices for that Zoom ID. Also, women, women's retreat coming up October 20th through 23rd. Please contact Sister Fields for information about that. And then finally, uh, our announcement about our suicide prevention uh, conference will be held Saturday, October 29th from 4 to 6 here at the church, or rather on the Zoom. And please see Sister Lakita Carroll about further information for that. You know, suicide is really a terrible thing. And not only does it strike our young people, but it also strikes adults just as well. 
The devil has no age limit on how he wants to tempt us to ruin our lives and to ruin the image of God in humanity. So please be aware of that coming up. Please take notice of other announcements in your, in your um, online bulletin. For our stewardship nugget of time, talent, temple, and treasure, are there any stewards in the house? Good stewards? You know it is said that you can tell where a person's love or where their interest is by where they spend their money, by where their money goes, by what you have money for tells what your interest is and what you really love. Now, when I was a young man out in, the, out in the world, I spent the majority of my money on booze and women. <laughs> the rest of it, I just wasted. <laughs> but I want to let you know this. That was where my interest was. I'm just joking about that. But that was <laughs> that's where your money goes. It's where your interest is. So if I can look in your bank account, and I see that your money is going towards a lot of fancy clothes. The majority of your money is going to fancy clothes. Or the majority of your money is going to fix up your house. Or you putting 70% of your income into a nice fancy car. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it will tell me where your love is and where your interest is at. So if I look at your bank account or your wallet or your purse and a big percentage of money is going over here or over there, I can tell that's what you love by the high percentage of your funds that's going towards that. But you know, God can tell where your love lies with a much smaller percentage, 10%. With 10% or up to 10 to 20%, God can tell how much you love him. He can look in your bank account and your wallet and say, only 2% is coming back into the church. Only 1% is going towards helping others. Only 5% is doing outreach for the Lord. Then that shows that you don't love him very much and that you really don't trust him. Just 10 to 20% can tell God how much you love him. It is said that tithe measures our obedience because God tells us to return 10%. But that offering measures our love for him. Because that says, God, I love you so much, I'm willing to give more towards, towards forwarding your work in this world. So if we look in your bank account or your purse or your wallet, we can ask the question, who do you love? Or as the commercial says, what's in your wallet? Would our deacons please come forward to lift the morning tithe and offering? We want to remind you, you can donate or return your tithing offering through dollar sign top giving on the cash app or through AdventistGiving.org Do the search for Tabernacle of Praise Spanish Lake, Missouri or return it to our faithful treasurer. God has a blessing for you as you, be, uh, as you are honest and faithful in returning your tithing offering. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege that you give us of returning a faithful tithe and offering. We ask that you will open our hearts as well as our wallets and our purses to be generous in returning a faithful offering. Lord, bless it to do your worthy purpose of spreading the gospel message to all the world in this generation. In Jesus' name, let everyone say amen.
Oh, yes, he can. Yes, 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 he can. It's a wonderful blessing to be able to stand here before you. Even in the midst of all our pains, our heartaches, our trials, just to be able to speak a word for the Lord is a blessing. And so it's been a while that I've been here, but I thank God that I'm still standing. I thank God that you're still sitting and being blessed. Come on, say amen. When I look out in the parking lot, I know that God is taking care of his children in spite of all that's going on. When I look at the beautiful faces and all the smiles and look at the wonderful clothes, I know God is taking care of his children. Because he's able. Oh, yes, God, he's able. And so we can get excited about who he is and whose we are. Because he is our God, he's our Savior, but more importantly, he's our Father. And I thank him for being able. I thank him for being able. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, I just want to take a moment right now, Father, asking, Lord, that you would take a hold of this vessel, Lord, and empty it of himself. And, Lord, replace it with the Spirit of God. Asking, Father, that you would lift up me, Lord, that I may present your word according to your lead, according to your God. Take a hold of all the pain, all the, the fear, Lord, and just allow, Lord, for your word to come forth. And we'll be so ever grateful to give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. And the church said, amen. amen. Our scripture reading is going to be coming from the second book of Timothy, chapter 1. And we're going to be looking at verses 6 through 12. Verses 6 through 12, and we'll read this responsibly. Amen. Amen. It's on the board. It's not coming out of the New King James Version. I had it on the NIV, so I'm going to read it off the board with you. Amen. 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 It says, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the lane on my hands. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of, the heal, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I believe, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Just want to take a brief moment to speak with you on the subject matter, 
He's able. He's able. Father God, Lord, we just want to thank you one more time for giving us the acknowledgement of knowing that you are able. And that now, Lord, we're going to take a little step further and learn how, just how able you are. Because you are a God who loves. You are a God who serves. You are a God who reaches down and touches. So we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 In Matthew 9, 28, the scripture reads, and I'm reading out of the NIV, it says, When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Jesus speaking, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe that I am able to do this? Speaking on the subject matter of being able, understanding the the dynamics of where we are today, it's a cruel, cruel world that we live in. And according to the word of God, it's only going to get worse. I don't mean to, 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 to make you feel down or to make you feel sad, but I need you to understand that things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. But keep in mind, he's able. He's able. And so in Matthew 24, verse 36 and 37, Christ speaking once again. He says, but about that day or hour, that day, I said it's going, to t- it's going to get worse, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor do, nor, nor do with such people, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I skipped the page, nor do the Son, but only the Father, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. So will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. We all have read, we all have come to understand the dynamics that were taking place in the days of Noah. We all understand that sin had, had ravaged so much soul that God had come to a place that he told Noah, I need you to build an ark. The doors were open. The opportunity was before them. All they had to do was come. But many failed to believe and many failed to understand that he was able. In fact, the storms came and the rains flooded the earth. And the children were lost, only but eight. He's able. The question is, is are you ready to receive and are you acceptable to that which he is ready to give? 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 puts it this way. But mark this. There will be terrible time in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Oh, do we see that happening right now? Lovers of money. Mm. How many are wasting their time trying to reach that, pet, that, 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 that high place of reaching that ultimate goal of I'm going to be a millionaire, I'm going to be a billionaire, and yet losing out on the opportunity to choose God? Boastful. 
proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good of tre- not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. I ask the question, do you see that happening today? Have you opened your eyes and to, to understand and realize that we are on the, the very brink of the last days, that we are nearing the end? And we need to come to a place to understand that as things get worse, we're going to get to that point where we're going to be nervous. We're going to be fret. We, we're going we're to want to run and hide. But we need to understand that God is able. He's able. You just heard the song. He can fix it. He can do it because he's God and because he is able. Having nothing to do with such people is what God has told us. Walk away. Step back from them and find yourself focused on me. When I hear scriptures such as these, my heart grows faint. And I can't help but wonder, where is the hope? Where is the hope? Even as I look out the doors and I look on the television and I read the papers and I see all of this stuff actually transpiring right before me, I begin to, my heart begins to faint. And I say, where is the hope? Because even in God's word, he's already pronounced it. And it's happening right before my very eyes. Given the, are we doomed? Are we doomed? Given the nature of mankind, how can we escape this tragedy of life? I thank you for the Sabbath school lesson, Elder Kwame. And as we talked about the crucibles of life, but even more deeply as we talked about the nature of mankind, how we are. I thank you, Sister Curl, Sister Likita Curl, as you looked at the, the, the differences that takes on in our culture, this culture, this black culture. And understanding that we are in a crucible that's, that's weighing us down. Are we doomed for life? Why should I draw my attention to a God who seems to be unable to save his children? Many will look back and say, well, there was only eight out of all the thousand, out of all the millions. Why would I serve a God who can't save his children? But we fail to remember that it was eight that was saved. And if we acknowledge that there was eight that were saved, we need to also acknowledge that there were eight that chose to be saved. Oh, yeah, they chose to be saved. The question is, is are we willing to choose to be saved? But then, all of a sudden, I can hear this small voice in the back of my mind saying to me, saying to me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so then I began to find a little hope, understanding that if he was willing and if he did and indeed his son did come, then he must be able But the onus is on me 
He says, if I believe and if I choose, I can have everlasting life. I have a little hope now. But just as quickly as that hope came, I'm reminded of the condition of this world. And I began to fall back into the trap of the enemy. I began to cry out, where are you, God? Can you truly save me from the crucibles of this sin-sick world? Can you save me? And I know many have come across that same question. Many have have thought about it. Many have, have actually ran because they didn't believe that God could save them. But I'm here to let you know that he said he can do it. That he said he will fix it. That he said he is truly able because he's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of understanding. He's a God who's willing to go to the othermost for the utmost. Oh, yes, he's a wonderful God. And we ought to be excited to know that he's one that's looking out for our better behalf. Again, somewhere in the back of my mind, there is a voice speaking. Speaking, remember that pen of inspiration? She says in a book of mine that I love so much, Steps to Christ. She says it like this. Our Heavenly Father waits to bestow upon us the fullness of his blessing. It is our privilege to drink largely at the foundation of boundless love. Do you know that he loves you? Not with some Minute, 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 minuscule love, but he loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with a boundless love, a love that's willing to take you and hold you and to keep you. Are you understanding that this God loves you so much that he's willing to even give his son to lay down his life? She goes on to say, what a wonder it is that we pray so little. God is ready and willing to hear the sincere prayer of the humblest of his children. And yet there is much manifest reluctance on our part to make known our wants to God. So the problem is not that he's unable, but the problem is we aren't able. Have mercy. So that means something has to change. The direction has to change. We can't continue going forward. We got to turn around and go in the opposite direction. We got to move closer to God. We got to come to a place of understanding that he's able. And if he's able, that means I'm able because all I need to do is call upon him. She said, we pray so little. We pray so little. Do you realize that that line is the line of communication? Do you realize is that, that that line is the line that will draw you, that will bring you, that will help you, that will drive you, that will move you? He's able. Oh, yes, he's able. Luke 18, 16 through 17 puts this, put it this way. But Jesus called the children... To him and said, let the little children come to me 
and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Mm, there's a message in there for you. There's a powerful message in there for you. In other words, you've got to come away from that, that almighty, well, I'm an adult now. And I can do the things I want to do, and I can do it the way I want to do it, and, and ain't nobody going to tell me any difference. And so when we get that attitude, we find ourselves falling short because we're too busy acknowledging what we want, what we desire, what we hunger for. Matter of fact, you know, the Bible says that we should hunger and thirst after righteousness. Mm. We got to change the perspective and look at it differently and find ourselves in what God has said. He goes on to say, and this is Jesus speaking, by the way. He goes on to say, truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Oh, yes. So that means we got to be submissive to allowing ourselves to become that child who's willing to sit at the, the foot of Christ. To look up at his wonderful and glorious face. And know that he has our best interest as he has our stressed arms waiting to pull us in. Waiting to feed us. To teach us. To engage with us. To love us. To pull us into his bosom. To protect us. He's a God who's able. But the onus has shifted to us. So how do we get past this crucible? How do we get past self? Second Chronicles seven fourteen puts it this way. If my people, my people, he still desires to call us his people. If my people, which are called by my name. Look, not only is he willing to call you his people, but he's willing to put the stamp of approval on it and say, hey, these are God's children. And their name is Jesus. Mm. Shall humble themselves. I think I heard that on the, on the, on the, the, the line this morning. Someone said we, we need to move away from being ignorant and, and we need to humble ourselves. We need to become humble creatures, allowing for the Spirit of God to truly move in our lives. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. And here it is again. Sister White says, we do what? We pray so little. And yet God says, if you humble yourself and pray and pray, but you know what? Prayer is only as good as the next step that takes place. Because when I'm praying to God, then that means I'm looking for a response. Or I should be. See, most of us, sometimes, I'm not talking about T.O.P. A lot of people, they pray and they get back up off their knees or off their back or wherever position they were in. And they move on as if though nothing ever happened. And yet the Lord says, wait. Wait on the Lord. And so if you're praying, then that means there's a response that you must also seek. And so that's what he said. If my people would pray and seek my face. Seek my face. In other words, I, I, I don't want you to just call out 
But I want to intertwine with you. I want to have a relationship with you. I need you to understand that I love you. But you can't love me just by lipsing. We got to have a true conversation. One that draws us near to one another. I like to look in the face of those I love. And so he says, seek my face. Look here, this world has nothing to offer you. And so what you need to do is turn from your wicked ways. And understand this. When you turn from it, it's not me turning you from it, but it's you making the decision to follow me all the way. And guess what? There's a blessing. Oh, there's a blessing. I had a good time singing that song last week. Look at somebody and tell them there's a breakthrough coming your way. I, I, I need to let you know. This, this is just a point. But I need, no, no, no. But I do need to let you know I received my breakthrough last week. Because for those of you that don't know, I was scared and didn't want to do it. And, and somehow or another, when I got up there, all the fear. What? What? Let, let me back up. Let me back up. Because before I got up there, I was praying, Lord, help me. <laughs> I was praying hard. And I began to understand just how able he is. Because my breakthrough came on that Sabbath morning. Oh, he would do it. Yes, he will. And so I, I was so grateful. But he goes on and says, he says, turn away from your wicked ways and then will I hear from heaven. But not only will he hear from heaven. You know, most of us, we, you do me wrong? Oh, it's on. I'm not forgiving you. You know, you on my list for the rest. Right? That's how a lot of us are. But the Lord says, Turn from your wicked ways, but not just turn, but he's willing to forgive their sins. And here's the glory of it all. He says, I will heal their land. Oh, he's able. God is very well able. But not only is he able, but he is also providing us with the means by which to be saved. The pen of inspiration goes on to say this. Prayer. It's the opening of the heart to God as a friend. Not that it's necessary in order to make known to God what we are, but in order to enable us to receive him. Woo! You mean to tell me those people down there on their knees praying ain't receiving them because they're not really opening up their hearts because they're just praying just for, my, for, for, for monumental things, things that they want, monetary things. Mm. But God says he needs a, 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 a perfect relationship. And so he's, he's able. But the avenue is through true prayer. Not just prayer, but true prayer. A prayer that says I'm willing to step aside from me. And allow for the Holy Spirit to move within me, leading, guiding, teaching me. And so God is able 
But we must take advantage of the tools he is trying to equip us with. Not for his success, but for our own success. Jesus expresses it this way in Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 through 8. And when you pray, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. No, 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 no. Pagans. Now, now look, I'm not trying to put anybody down or talk about how someone prays, but sometimes there's a place and time that you need to be in that closet praying that prayer and not out here lingering on. Amen? I, I, I don't know what's on your heart, but Scripture says, Jesus says, stop all the babbling. That's what he says. Do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need even before you ask. Now, now I, I don't know about you, but when I think about the goodness of God, and he's, at, he's allowing me to have this moment, this time, to, to communicate with him and to share with him and to, to become a, a, a member of his wonderful family, to be, have his name stamped upon me. I can't help but get excited. But, but to think that he's also willing to give me the tool necessary to propel me along the way, to get me to that next level, I can't help but get excited and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because he's a good God. And now he is helping to enable me to be a good Christian or to be a good servant. I can't help but thank you, Lord. And so he goes on. He says, look. Now, if that isn't, no, I'm sorry. Now, if that isn't hope in showing me that my God is able, I don't know what else he could possibly do. Oh, wow. Mm -mm -mm. There's that voice again in the back of my head. But this time, it's a little bit more clear, Sister Curl. On that Sabbath school lesson, we was talking about how sometimes God is trying to get a hold of us, get get us, get in touch with us, and it it seems so faint because we seem to push it off. We seem to, to, to disqualify where it's coming from. But if we take just a minute to, to adhere to what the call is, we find ourselves now gravitating closer and nearer to that voice. And as we draw closer and nearer to that voice, we begin to find out that something's happening. Something's moving. You know, when Christ left, he departed, right? And the disciples looked up and they were, they were all sad. And he said, but don't be sad. He says, because I'm leaving with you. I'm leaving a comforter. That small voice. That you hear. That small voice that's going to pull and draw. If you just listen, it will become clearer and clearer. Psalms puts it this way. This is, this is coming from my favorite text. I, many of you know I love Psalms 91, the whole chapter. But Psalms 91, 15 puts it this way. He shall call upon me. I will answer him. I will be with him. In trouble, 
I will deliver him and I will honor him. Now, I don't know about you, but to know that I can call upon him and he's going to be with me, that, that, that tells me that, look, I don't care what's happening in this world or how bad it seems. He says that he's going to deliver me. He's going to honor me. That means if I lay down and I go to sleep, the next thing I know is he's honored me and he's taken his promise and he's kept hold of it and he rolls me. Oh, he's going to honor me. Now, is, now, it is really beginning to get good. Christ did not fail, Sister White says. Neither was he discouraged. And his followers, get this now, his followers, thinking about Christ, his followers are to manifest a faith of the same enduring nature. Mm. Of the same enduring nature. So in other words, in order, in order to overcome, we must take on the mindset of Christ. Christ trusted in whom? His father. Full heartedly, wholeheartedly. And so he says that we, Sister White says we got to do the same thing. They are to live as he lived. Work as he worked. Because they depend on him as the great master. Jesus puts it this way in, the, in his counsel in John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome. <laughs> we can just stay there for a while. As much as they tried to pull him down, as much as the enemy tried to defeat him, it was on that great getting up Sunday morning that he stood up and he said, oh, where is your sting? Mm-mm-mm. We need to understand, victory is his, which means victory is ours ultimately. All we got to do is adhere and use the tools by which he has given us. He's already revealed to us, even now, even clearer, he's able. Now we, too, can become able. I get excited just knowing that, at least for me, looking back from where I was some days ago, some years ago, and knowing that he's kept me in spite of all my mess, I can't help but get excited to know that he's able. If you don't believe, just ask the paralyzed man laying on a mat. Not only did I ensure him, this is Christ speaking, not only did I ensure him that his sins were forgiven, but I also told him to take up his mat and go. God will Fix it. Oh, he's able. But he's able to save you to the uttermost. Not just a little bit. But he's able to take and wipe away your sins and make you fresh and make you all over anew. He's able. Because he's a God of love and a God of mercy. He's able. No matter how far down or paralyzed you are, he can tell you to pick up your mat. Not only pick it up, but take it with you and go on about your business. 
Tell somebody about the love of Christ. Tell them how much he loves you. He's able. Oh, yes, he's able. But not only that, he goes on, he says, what about the lady? The lady with the issue of blood. Twelve years of issue. And she reached out and she touched my cloak. And I was so stunned that I, I, I had to respond. Because of your faith, she was healed. Do you realize he's still just a touch away? Oh, you may not be able to physically touch his cloak. But I promise you, if you call on his name, you can touch him wherever you are. Because he's able. He's a God who cares. And he's a God who delivers. I can tell you he's able because he picked me up. Turned me around. Put me on the right path. Oh, he's able. But he doesn't stop there. He said, look, I know you probably need a little bit more. And so he then he says, what about, the, what about the man in the synagogue whose daughter had died? Hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait. Now, 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 I understand, Lord, that you're able, but, 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 but this person died. They're dead. He said, but I'm Jesus. I'm the son of the living God, which then means I'm able. And he said, so what about her? And, 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 and think about this. As I traveled to the synagogue, and because the people were so loud, let me back up. Let me say that again. And because the people were so loud, you see, understanding this, a lot of times what causes us not to become enabled is because we're too caught up in the loudness of the world. Oh, yeah, we, we're too busy trying to move with the world and gravitate to what the world got going on. The world is so loud, and so that small voice, the reason we can't hear it, the reason it's so faint is because the world is so loud. But Jesus said, look here, I need you to wait. I need you to wait. And so what he did, as an example, he waited. And the people dispersed. And when they were dispersed, he just went on in there and, hey, hey, young lady. And he grabbed her hand. And she rose. Oh, he's able. He's able. He just needs to take a little time for you and I to hear. And so he waits on us. But at some point in time, we got to get the same understanding. Notice that Sister White said that our spirit must be manifest as he was. We need to walk as he walked, talk as he talked, work as he worked. And so what Christ did a lot of times to overcome is he waited. He waited for his father. And so we need to understand that in waiting, there's hope. There's deliverance. And he said, look. That might not be enough. There was the blind man. Remember we opened up? And what did he ask the blind man? He says, do you believe that I'm able to do this thing? Oh, family of God, I need to ask the question. Do you believe that he's able to deliver you? Do you believe that he's able to take you from where you were yesterday to where you are today and remove you from today and take you into tomorrow? Do you believe? Oh, because he's able. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. And he's here to support and help you 
And so because of this blind man's faith, God, Christ, was able to heal. We all know it. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But without it, if you jump further down, it is impossible to please God. So in other words, he's able. But the tool for you to be enabled is prayer, faith, endurance. Hold on to God. He's got a breakthrough coming your way. Matthew puts it this way. Matthew 28 and verse 18. Christ comes out. You know, after he's risen and he's getting ready to do his thing. And he lets us know, look, you're not by yourself. You're not alone. I'm not sending you on a mission that you can't complete. That's impossible. He comes out and he says, all authority. Not some. Not a little, but all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So I want to leave you with this here. We talked about Paul on our Sabbath school lesson this morning. And Paul was a mighty man, a mighty Christian. But Paul went through some things. Paul had some strong faith, some strong endurance. And in 2 Timothy verse, chapter 1, verse 12, Paul says this. That is why I am suffering as I am. Because of his love for God. Because God has enabled him. Because his father is able. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet, this is no cause for shame. You know, people are going to talk about you. You know the Beatitudes. They're going to say all matter of things about you. But Paul says, don't be ashamed. Stand fast in your love and in your direction for God. Because I know, I know whom I have believed. In other words, he didn't just get there overnight. He had a relationship, an enduring relationship And I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Lord knows that day is coming. And we can all get excited about that day. In Tabernacle of Praise, I just stopped by to tell you that he's able. That he's on his way. That he's coming to deliver and he's coming to save. I need you to understand that his promises are for real. And when he left here, he left you a promise. You're chasing out all all the riches of this world. But he says unto us as he's leaving, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, hallelujah, I would have told you so. But listen here, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, rest assured, I will come again to receive you unto myself. That's a loving God. He's able. Oh, yes, he's able. And he's the God who loves you with all in all. I love my God. 
I love my Savior. But more importantly, I love the opportunity that's set before Tabernacle of Praise and all those who are in this community, in this world. He said he would have did it for the least of us. But I don't want to just be one. I want to tell the world about this loving God. Will you join me, Tabernacle of Praise, and share this good news? Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. And let the Lord know that you love him. Let you know that you believe that he's able. He's a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God who won't leave you nor forsake you. No matter what pains you're going through, no no matter what heartaches you're feeling, God is able. And he will be there to take you through. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for being a God who's able, for being a God who delivers Lord, we thank you for giving us opportunities, second chances. Lord, we beg that we would find in our spirit, Lord, to relinquish ourselves of the enemy's attack and pull into your bosom because you're able to deliver. Lord, the church doors are open. And if there is anyone that's willing and that has a desire to want to give themselves back to the Lord, I invite you to come down to the front. He's, well, he's, he's waiting, and he's able. It doesn't matter where you are or what walk you're in. It's not too late because he's able. And if that's not your call, as you're standing, I invite you to make a personal call to the Lord yourself. And say, Lord, I might not be where I need to be. But Lord, I know Without a shadow of doubt, you, Lord, can get me to the place where I need to be. Because, Lord, I know that you're able. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. word this morning from Elder Percy. Isn't God good? All the time we want to thank you, Elder Percy. Beautiful message. We know that God is able. Now as we leave this place, Lord, prepare us for your soon coming in the end. Lord, we love you and we adore you and we expect, Lord, to see you in the end because we know that you are able. In Jesus' name we go forth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Be blessed and go home. And for all you done for me. Blessings and glory.
glory and I 